Hi there. Welcome to the Connecting KC podcast. I'm Rachel Kilmer, also known as Rach the Realtor on the internet, where I love, well, connecting all things Kansas City. I'm a metro area real estate agent, retired sports reporter, and mom, and probably too old to be calling myself a TikToker, but honestly, that's how we got here. <laughs> you can learn more at www.rachetherealtorkc.com. But this show is all about introducing you to all of the movers and shakers, interesting people, heartfelt stories, and funny quirks that make this vibrant community home. So let's get right to it with today's episode of Connecting KC. So for our very first episode of Connecting KC, I am so excited to present Danny Wilniak. Danny is the Vice President of Communications for the Kansas City Current of the National Women's Soccer League. She joined the team in July 2022. Prior to that, she spent six years as the sports director at KCTV in Kansas City, hosting the Locker Room Show on KSMO-TV. Welniak started her news career in Dodge City, Kansas, covering high school sports for Catch It Kansas. After two years, she moved up to Wichita's main station, KWCH 12, before moving to Kansas City in 2016 to join KCTV5, where she was the sports director in 2017. It was She was honored with that role. She was also the sideline analyst for the Chiefs Radio Network from 2016 through 2019. And in 2019, she made history as a color analyst for the Cure Bowl when she became part of the first all-female radio crew to call a Division I college football game. Welniak is a retired wide receiver for the Dallas Diamonds professional football team. During her time on the team, she was the 2007 Rookie of the Year, a 2008 Women's Super Bowl champion, a three-time All-Pro member, and a member of the gold medal winning Team USA in 2010. Welniak graduated from Oklahoma State University in 2011 with a Bachelor of Science in Broadcast Journalism. She and her husband, Brad, have a beautiful two-year-old daughter, Cameron. They love to travel, spend time with family, play sports, and work out and compete in extreme obstacle course races, because that's just a casual, normal thing normal. to do. Danny, welcome! <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for having me. You say all of that. Our background um, obviously originates in that journey and that television experience. So I am so blessed and honored to be on this podcast with you. So thank you for having me. I am so pumped to tell our story um, and just to, you know, enjoy everything that Kansas City has to offer, especially between the two of us, right? Yes, absolutely. So I met Danny Welniak um, in the Wichita Wingnuts press box in probably, what, 2014. 2014, I walk in and there she was. And I was so excited because if you work in sports, you know it is the boys club most places you go. Um, and Danny was immediately warm and welcoming. So Danny, I am grateful for your friendship and what you do in women's sports, which brings me to a big congrats for your new role with The Current. What does it mean to you to be officially working in this capacity in professional women's uh, sports? Thank you so much for all of that. And yes, the Wingnuts press box was a beautiful memory for many reasons. And I can probably assure you that both of us did not make much money at that point. So we were really excited to get the free pizza um, and shoot some Wingnuts highlights. So the good times, you bond, especially as women in this industry. And it is 
a blast and a blessing and the relationships that you have last a lifetime. So we'll be friends forever um, simply because of the grind that you put in when you first get your start uh, in Wichita and Western Kansas. But this um, opportunity here with the Kansas City Current has been such a cool honor and such a blessing because being the sports director, as you know, being in t TV, that kind of defines who you are and was something that I had really um, pursued and had the goal, the dream of my entire life. Um, and then this opportunity came up after having covered a Royals World Series win, right? Uh, two Chiefs Super Bowls, uh, the first one they won, the second one they lost, and then shoot, they just go on, I leave, they go on to win another one. Um, and then a KU National Championship. So at that point in my life, I had kind of done everything that you can do in the Kansas City market, which is weird to say. Um, and especially with my family where it was, uh, this was a really good time to take on a new challenge and a new opportunity. And after having a conversation with um, Angie Long and a couple of the staff members here at the Kansas City Current, this was an opportunity that I just, I, I just couldn't pass up. And um, with everything that this organization is doing and with the brand new stadium um, that they're building down at Berkeley Riverfront Park, um, on top of the fact that my first day on the job was here in this brand new training facility, which is the first of its kind. So um, everything that they're doing here, both on and off the pitch, is pretty incredible and breathtaking. And as a former athlete myself, I just wanted to be a part of it and I wanted to be able to help build this up. So it was a cool opportunity. And here I am hoping um, that I can be a part of being able to build up the next generation of athletes and so that women like myself, like yourself, and now our daughters, right? Now they will know nothing other than um, women having their own stadium, right? How cool is that? So uh, I hope that I can leave that lasting legacy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious if the culture is any different with the current because coming from sports backgrounds, you know, sitting in a newsroom with all sports people, it's like, you're the only woman in the room. So the jokes get a little crude sometimes and you're just used to it. You know, colorful language doesn't even make you bat an eyelash. But what's it like working on a, in a sports culture still, yeah. but one that is female centered right. instead? And it's beautiful how that is evolving and changing, especially when it is female oriented. A majority of our front office staff is all women. So when you go into these meetings, like you look around the room and you're, just another one of the of the women, which is so cool. And so the men, I think, in this industry also have a very different perspective. Like they're here to do the same things that we are. Like they want to build women up. They want to see um, the NWSL succeed. They want to see the Kansas City Current succeed. And they also want to change the future for female athletes. So it's it's much different um, than the television industry because you are surrounded by men all the time um, when you're covering the big sports like the NFL and MLB and um, NHL, NBA, right? Like all of those, the, the big leagues, um, but now being part of the NWSL and being part of a team that is changing the world, um, that's very female-oriented and female-centric. Like our, our GM is a woman, our president is a woman, two of our owners are women. Like it's really, really cool to see that shift in how things are ran, um, in the conversations that you have, in the bigger picture thinking that you just love being a part of, um, and how decisions are made. It's all very, very different from that television and sports casting world, but it's all in a very, very good way. 
Absolutely. So logistically, a big job change too. going from being a journalist, a sports reporter to working in communications, public relations. What has the learning curve been like and how has that process been? Oh, it's absolutely a learning curve. I mean, anytime you take on a new challenge, there's going to be some kind of learning curve. Right. And I even joke with my husband that like even when you're going from like one television station to another, it's still a huge learning curve because there's a different editing software, it's different people, it's different beliefs, it's different um, production styles. Like, depending on who the leadership is at a different place, even if you're in the same industry, there's always going to be a learning curve. So making this adjustment over to PR was a learning curve from the standpoint that I'm doing different things. I'm now I'm now reaching out to the people that were me. Like I'm making sure that reporters and anchors and people who don't typically cover women's soccer are having everything available to them so that they can cover women's soccer. And so I think it's good from the perspective that I have a different perspective than a lot of, I think, PR people in that what a lot of the decisions I make is, okay, what would a person in my position formerly need from someone like me? And how do you make those relationships um, friendly? And um, also, you're building up a brand rather than trying to um, tell the headline of the day, right? So there's a lot of like balance there that you kind of have to finesse and finagle a little bit. Um, so the learning curve is definitely there, but. I think that it's been a really fun learning curve because it's still sports, right? So it's not that crazy. Like I'm not working for uh, a construction company or um, like a financial company or something like, or St. Luke's, you know, our, our, our sponsor across the, the Jersey. Um, but I'm working for a soccer team and I'm working for a, a club that still functions like, and does the day-to-day operations that I was so ingrained in for so long. So I know about press conferences. I know about how athletes think. I know about, you know, um, media availabilities and stories and how to pitch those stories. So there, it's a different way of doing what I did before. I guess that's the best way of putting it. Oh, yeah. So new stadium, you've mentioned it a couple of times. That is so exciting for women's sports and Kansas City specifically. What can you tell us about the new stadium and what are you most excited about? <sighs> There's so much, Rachel, like we're so ingrained in it that I think like we see things over and over again, like renderings and stuff. And you're like, man, like everybody knows what's going on, but there's so much happening. Um, I mean, the stadium is going vertical this month. So there's concrete laid, the pitch is like dug out. So it's really cool to go down there and kind of see everything that's going on. Um, it's going to be 11,500 people capacity. So it's going to be really intimate, but it's also designed with Kansas City in mind. So it's like this player first experience because everything's so intimate and it's going to be loud because of the way that the canopy is built. Um, But it's also very fan first oriented, which is kind of, you know, interesting to say, but very fan first that everything that goes into the stadium is going to be very Kansas City focused Um, from the food choices like Colby and Meg um, and Megan are at the, the forefront of being the food consultants. Um, and what everything that goes into the stadium is gonna be very like community oriented and from the artwork to the seat designs to um, all of the, like I mentioned the food that's going in there. Like when you go to 
the Kansas City Current Stadium, you want to feel like you are immersed in Kansas City. Whether it's, you know, the barbecue joints that are selected um, or whatever they decide is going to get put in there. Um, It's different because it's downtown. Like, the Royals have now come out and said that they're going to do a downtown stadium, but it'll be the first one downtown. Um, And so it's really cool to see that shift in fandom and, like, the generations of, of what people want, how they want to take in their sports experience. And so whatever kind of experience you want, whether it's part of the supporter section and the craziness that is that, um, to just an elevated premium experience in the suites, like we have the whole range of options. The locker room is going to be really cool, but I think my favorite part is going to be the teal seats because I just love the teal color. So let's go bring all the teal you can Um, And also just overlooking the riverfront and revitalizing that area is something that I think is, I think a lot of Kansas Cityans are really going to enjoy about it. Yes. I love the teal too. I love that it's like a little feminine and like a little nod to like women and it's still being women and being like incredible athletes at the same time. So yeah, love it. Um, You mentioned it a little bit, but the current really is on the forefront of like this new era of Kansas city, like the stadiums going in, the Royals talk about moving downtown. We're hosting the NFL draft. We're perennial Super Bowl winners. What? (laughs) And the streetcar expansion, like there's just so much going on in Kansas city. What do you think it means to like the, the team as a whole, the ownership, the players, everyone to be such a, important piece of this like transition that we're seeing in Kansas City. I think it's huge. I mean, I tell people that this is changing the face of Kansas City. Obviously, it's happening in our own backyard, but that's almost such a small scale compared to what it's affecting the world. And my favorite story is when the players first saw the training complex and they came in And there was this mixture of emotions when they were walking through the weight room that has all their little crests on all of the weights from, you know, the two and a half pound weights to the 50 pound weights. And it's all over the media room. Like everything is designed specifically for them. So it's this mix of emotion from laughing and goofing around and like, you know, bantering about how cool this is to like even tears. Some of the players were crying because there's this joy of seeing something come to fruition that you've been dreaming about your entire life and how cool that moment was for them to realize that this is theirs. This is their home. And the training complex is just like the first step. The stadium will be that next step. And to see all of that happening in our own backyard, to be talked about, you know, when the World Cup's coming to Kansas City and being a part of that is really cool. And I don't think anybody here takes that for granted. Just when you have conversations with the players and the technical staff and the front office staff, that is at the forefront of everyone's minds. And so it's really easy to come in every day motivated Because you know that you're a big part of changing the city. You're a big part of changing history. And honestly, like you're a big part of changing the world. Yeah, so cool. So I have this memory of a previous iteration of professional women's soccer in Kansas City where I was covering it as a reporter. And it was a huge match in that there were like, I don't know, six or seven players from the national women's soccer team. All, both all playing in the same match. And so it was a big deal. So these are the biggest faces of women's soccer and their post-game pre- press conference was at a card table and, and just in a dingy room. And I just remember thinking like, what on earth? Like these are some of the biggest celebrities in our country right now. And this is the kind of treatment we're getting. So it's so exciting to see 
what you guys are doing. And like, even just looking behind you, all the branding um, everywhere, everything is Casey current. So I guess as a fan of sports, is this a stable league? Can we invest emotionally in the current or are we going to have our hearts broken again um, in the future? Like how, what, how do you feel about the future of the league and the That team? is a very valid question because I think a lot of people are still, um, still stuck in what it was, but the beautiful thing about the investment that the longs are putting in and now the Mahomes are putting in um, is that they have the belief and they know that this is long-term. If nothing more evident than the 50-year lease that um, is down at, you know, Berkeley Riverfront. So they're not, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And you're not going to make a $120 million investment in a stadium or an $18 million investment in a training complex if you don't know that you are going to make money off of this and that this is going to be something that is sustainable for the long haul. And we are seeing from an inside soccer perspective behind the scenes of all the things that are going on with expansion right now and what teams are worth and how far they can go and all the different investments that you can make, whether it's in your players or whether it's in your front office staff. So I think there are so many big things happening right now that it's almost the the chicken and the egg conundrum is if you invest fans will come. If you invest, your product is better, right? And so a lot of people for so long have believed that you've got to have the other side of that in order to invest. Like, I want to see the NWSL be big, or I need the proof that this can work. Whereas you have to invest in women's sports and believe in women's sports and support women's sports in order for all of the other things to come into place. And we're seeing all of those fall into line as well. There is there is nothing that is halfway done with Angie Long and Chris Long and Brittany Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes. Everything is all the way in. You are not knee deep. You are completely submerged and it is game on. So that belief resonates through everyone here in this organization. And honestly, it is now even a league-wide belief. So I like how the chills. That's so exciting. <laughs> so from someone that's like a lifelong huge sports fan to someone that really doesn't care about sports but loves their city, what's your pitch to get people out to a current game? What should they know? What should they expect? Why should they go? Well, first off, we have one of the most exciting teams in the NWSL and honestly, like anywhere. I love watching this team. They are so fun. There have been so many new acquisitions in the offseason that are top name acquisitions. Like Dabinia is a Brazilian sensation. And we have um, a bunch of other players. I mean, Lo Levanta all in of herself is an attraction to come watch uh, because of the celebrations. This team has fun and she has spearheaded that. I mean, AD French is currently on the U.S. Women's National Team. Haley Mace has had her, her chance to shine there as well. And so um, there are a lot of a lot of big names that makes it fun, but you're coming off of an NWSL championship after one of the greatest turnarounds um, in NWSL history. So to realize that you have an incredible product on the field that's only going to get better going into this season. And then on top of it, not just for this season, but for 2024 to come out and experience that FOMO. There can be so much going on at that stadium that people who aren't soccer fans need to be a part of. So it's not just the soccer product. It's not just the games. Um, 
Casey Kurtz Stadium is going to be a great stadium, not just for soccer, but for everything. So, like, there will be concerts there, and there will be other sporting events. So that is something that I know Kansas City fans are really big on, atmosphere, and that fan experience is going to be incredible. So all the way around, you need to get out, of, out to a current game because once you take one in, you're going to want to come back. Sounds pretty typical of any sports experience in Kansas City. It's kind of addictive. Yeah. It is. And that's <laughs> why we're here, right? That's why we've fallen in love with it. And that you and I are still not only like we came here because of, you know, the broadcast industry, right? We came here because of jobs. And now we've fallen in love with it so much that we want to stay here and we want to invest in it. And I think that's even at the highest levels, right? Like the Mahomes family, like they came here because Patrick got drafted here, but they have fallen in love so much with the city and the sports and what it represents um, that you just, you find that passion. And it is a, I would say that Kansas City is a hidden gem, but I don't, I don't think it's that hidden anymore. Yeah, we've been in the national spotlight quite a yes. bit lately, so I don't know how long we can claim that. Um, okay, last question for you is when I ask everyone that comes on the show, what is a great meal that you've had in Kansas City recently? Like just a good, got to go to this restaurant, have this meal kind of situation. Okay, so I'm always a huge fan of Kansas City Joe's. Um, I love the Z-Man. You cannot go wrong with Casey Barbecue, which is the prototypical question that everybody gets asked, right? Um, but my husband and I are real big on this place down in Overland Park called Red Rock that is just great. And so I would highly recommend that to people. Um, I think those are like my two go-tos. Um, so that, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I'm going to go with those two. Cause those are like, those are the jams. Perfect. Sounds delicious. Danny, we have to go and have dinner and drinks and hang out at one of those spots soon. Yes. <laughs> without question, please. And thank you. Uh, I just can't, I, I can't, can't get enough. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Connecting KC, Danny, and all you do to literally connect KC together and your new role in the communications world. So exciting. Appreciate you joining. Guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today. If we haven't already, let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and TikTok at Rach the Realtor KC. We're back right here every Thursday morning with a new guest on Connecting KC. See you next time.